Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today I want to talk about making what you want inevitable. And I hope by now, as a listener of this podcast, that you have started to ask yourself uh, on the daily, or at least on the weekly, um, what is it that I want? What do I want? What do I want? This is the most important question when it comes to really uh, creating a life that you look around, you're like, (laughs) these are the things that I wanted, right? We spend so much energy uh, thinking about what we don't want, worrying about stuff that's, you know, good gosh, so far down the road. Um, and we don't take those pauses to say, what do I want? What do I want? And, and ask those questions. So I was just thinking about this. Uh, my son, this is his first year playing basketball. And before he went into the basketball program, you know, the community center basketball program, um, he thought he was pretty good at basketball. And the way that this is set up is they have a, a basketball practice on Mondays and then there's a game on Saturday. So there really hasn't been a whole lot of, of practices going in. I think he had one practice before his first game. And so it's been so cool to watch this unfold because he thought he was really good. Then he realized, wow, there's like a whole like you know, strategy to this. Um, it's, it's bigger than, you know, playing house or horse or pig or whatever, you know, where you're just shooting. And so, um, I've watched him go from, you know, this fear place to, um, having fun with it and, and being confident and, and every game or every practice being able to do a little bit more than what he could. Um, but when you're watching the games, it's just, uh, it's, quite hilarious to to watch because um, for those kiddos like my son who this is their first rodeo you know with doing this in this formality um, and they're building trust and confidence they don't really want to have the ball and when they get the ball it's like the hot potato like oh my gosh like let me get rid of this as fast as possible like I need to get rid of this ball and every game they hold it a little bit longer they do a little bit something more with it. And it's just, yeah, it's like it goes from like, don't look at me to, okay, I'll take it for a second and then I'm gonna get rid of it as fast as possible and then I'll, I'll take it a little bit longer. But when I see this happening, what I see is how this relates to people with their dreams. Um, it's like, let me touch you for a minute. Oh my gosh, I can't do it. I'm gonna let you go. And then I touch you for a little bit longer. Oh, okay. I'll let you go. Um, 
And it's it's fascinating because like every time too, like watching him hold the ball a little bit longer, touch the ball, it's like it's this realization of like, I'm not gonna die. Like I'm not gonna die. You know, it's like every time we touch and hold that fear, it's like, oh, I'm gonna be okay. And the same with people and dreams, right? It's like there is a portal that you have to walk through when it comes to having your dreams, living your dreams, and that is this threshold of fear. Beyond fear, you tap into excitement, but at first there's fear. And then of course, fear bubbles up all the time along the way um, as your dream evolves. But that's part of the process. Um, it's, it's absolutely part of the process. There's a, a documentary movie, you know, fiction, of course, overlaid on a true story on Netflix right now. I told the women in my Vitalized Mastermind, I'm like, you guys watch this. We're going to do a call about this because I think that it so beautifully outlines the manifestation process and it's called true, true spirit. Um, and it's a story about a 16 year old who was the youngest to circumnavigate the globe by herself. Just incredible, incredible story. Um, but when you look at it from a dream perspective, right? She had this dream as a young girl and she made it inevitable. Like it was happening. It was happening. She was determined. And that did not mean that she, did, she didn't walk this without fear. Fear was in the room the entire time, but so were the other emotions. And those emotions she allowed to be her compass. Um, in it, she says something about, you know, I'm not that special, you know, just find a dream and, and go for it. And I love that, but I would say that it's not that you go out and you go look for a dream, you know, it's like the dream is already here you already have it. It's already part of you. It's, it's part of your, your journey here. And so these dreams evolve and they only evolve through the pursuit, through actually saying yes to the littlest things that you want and allowing those little yeses to compound to grabbing and holding on to the ball, you know, of those bigger dreams. But if we can't say yes to the smallest thing, it's going to be really hard to say yes to the big things that we want. And this dream does not have to be that you are going to circumnavigate the globe. Uh, certainly, um, you know, that is an amazing, wild and astonishing dream uh, that chose her to do this. But you could want certain things in your life that you want to see happen. Like when you look and think about these things happening, like you are, you can see yourself in this version of yourself, right? Like not 10 years from now, you see some of these things happening now. What are they? What are the things that you want? Uh, for Christmas, my son got me this journal and it's beautiful. It's this leather bound, beautiful journal. And on the cover, it says, nevertheless, she persisted. And I was like, wow, wow. 
wow, like that couldn't be a more accurate reflection of what he's witnessed on this journey for me. The ups and the downs, the roller coasters, the uncertainty, the unknown, but I'm doing it anyway. This is my dream. Here we go. Buckle up. Nevertheless, she persisted. I don't think that that changes. I was listening to a talk uh, uh, from Bob Proctor. We don't know Bob Proctor's work. He's now passed, but he is just an incredible human. Um, any of those times that I needed a pick-me-up, uh, you know, a good YouTube video from Bob or a good book from Bob would be the perfect anecdote for that because he'll remind you of what you can do uh, when you make it inevitable. Um, but he was giving a talk, a more recent talk, you know, he's in his 80s, and he was talking about his goals that he wanted to hit. Now, this man had already achieved so much in life, and he's talking about these goals and what he wants to hit and how he wants to build and the impact he wants to make. And I'm like, that is me. Like, I don't see myself ever just settling down and being like, oh, wow, we did it. You know, it's like, it's always going to be like, what's next? What's next? Like, what are we going to do next? Like, here we go. Like, I love that. And I resonated with that so much. So when you make it inevitable, you hold on to it, right? We're not playing hot potato with our dreams. We're not like, ah, it's like the longer I hold on to you, the more that we are making it inevitable. The more that I am willing to uh, believe before I can see. So um, it's just like if, you, if you're not thinking about what you want, okay, uh, if you're not thinking about what you want, then you're likely thinking about an excuse about why you can't have what you want or you're thinking about how your circumstances won't allow you to have what you want. Okay, so we're either holding on to our dream or we're playing hot potato with our dream because we're thinking about why we can't have it, an excuse of why we can't have it, whether that's fear or this isn't going to work or it's not my time or I'm not good enough um, and or the circumstances aren't right about it. And this can happen in so many different instances, again, big or small, that's always going to always going to come up because there's going to be so many, so many things that you want. There's going to be so many things to hold and you, you're able to hold these things, right? But it's like, there's an art to bringing these ideas, these desires to life. And so a small example of this is, um, I was thinking about what do I want for my birthday this year? What do I want to do for my birthday? What do I want? Um, you know, so often people will think, one or two ways. Either their birthday is a big deal to them, and so they make it a big deal, or um, they don't feel important enough to make their birthday a big deal, right? And so this can play out uh, in different years. This can show up differently. Like some years, you might decide, like, my birthday is important. I'm going to plan something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to speak up. I want to do something for my birthday. And then other years, you may just be like, well, it doesn't really matter. But then you feel the weight of that because it's not truth. It's not really what you wanted. So anyway, thinking about my birthday this year and what I wanted, um, 
I just sat with it and I was like, gosh, I am so darn clear on what I want that I am going to just book this. And then uh, I shared it with my husband and he's like, mm, I don't know, really? You know, he kind of gave me that little bit of resistance and I was like, oh my goodness, you already know I don't like no, for, for one. Uh, and two, you, you know me by now that like once I put my mind to something like I'm, I'm not going to stop, right? But there was that little bit of resistance of like where I could have fed into that and been like, well, you know, he thinks da da da, that would be circumstantial. And so I went back to the question, what do I want? Well, then I allowed the excuses to start coming up. And one of the biggest excuses that came up was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my dog if this happens. Because, you know, if we do this birthday, then my parents would come and they normally watch my dog for me. So I don't know what I would do. Like, ridiculous, right? Like, this is figure outable. This is figure outable. And so I booked it, I did it. And then I was laying in bed, I'm like, I'm gonna give myself five minutes to allow a solution to pop in on what I'm gonna do with my dog. Because I guarantee that there is somebody in my proximity, somebody that I already know, somebody who is already the perfect person to hang out with my dog. And sure enough, within five minutes, I had an idea and I slept so great. I woke up the next morning and I pursued my idea. I went and asked and the person said, I'd love to. (gasps) Just like that, I had, I went from, I have no idea how this is going to work to making it inevitable. And now my husband's like super excited about this and so on board. And like, this is the, this was the, like, I love this. I love that you're doing this, right? Like it took me to be convicted. This is what I want, period. I'm making it inevitable because there are obstacles here. There are certain things that feel a little wonky and it is done. Do you see? This is a small example of how it showed up. So we have to be willing to believe before we can see and we have to stop demanding evidence because when we are demanding evidence, we are not working with faith. And this whole journey is taking these leaps of faith. And the only way the leaps happen, the diving board that you're leaping from, is off the platform of, this is what I want. And I trust that this desire is so unique to me and it would not be here if I wasn't meant to have it. In other words, it's probably already here and I just can't see it yet. So I am willing to leap with faith and not require evidence because the minute that I have evidence, then I have manifestation and I don't no longer need faith. So we have to be willing to move before we feel ready, before all the ducks have lined up in a row, right? Uh, William James, who is... um, an incredible uh, man who's known as the father of psychology said that there are three rules to follow if you want change for your life. Start immediately, do it flamboyantly, no exceptions. So when we look at why we don't do things, right? It's like we're working with excuses or reasons for waiting. And these are 
invariably motivated by our fear. And as we've talked about many times before, like it is totally okay and healthy and normal to have fear in the room, but we need to make our move anyway. Because the fear or uneasiness that you're feeling, like it's not going to go away. That's not how it works. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden the fear is gone, so now I'm going to make my move. It's like, no, like the fear itself is not the problem. It's only a problem if you don't confront the feeling and if you let it stop you. But when you push through that fear, you're almost immediately going to come to a new feeling, which is excitement. I see this all the time with uh, people who are saying yes to their dreams and pursuing a field in natural health. And they'll reach out to me here and there um, at different times and ask for advice. And every time that I have said yes to, you know, whether it was a half hour, you know, talk, like, yeah, sure, I'll see, you know, let's hop on the phone and me see if I can answer your questions um, or, or whatnot. It's like every time um, I see the fear in the room, it's like I was willing to say yes to doing the studying, but now that I need to actually put the studying into action, I don't think I'm ready yet. And the tendency or what I most see is that people believe that they need to have um, really wild things like a business plan and a marketing plan. And I need to have all these things in place and then I will uh, promote myself and then I'll have um, my first client. Or they wait until they're completely done with the school or the program before they start to build their business. Now certainly there are a variety of ways to approach this, but I see one approach that is all fear driven, not feeling like I know enough, not feeling good enough. And then the other approach is, this is what I'm here for. And I trust that when I put myself out there, I am the perfect match for somebody who is seeking what I have to offer. And I don't need a business plan. I don't need a marketing strategy. I just need to be willing to be, to fully embody that this is my offering. I need to have an offer. What am I offering? And I need to back the offering with my embodiment. And when I do those two things, I become an energetic match for somebody who is seeking those services. But I have to be willing to put myself out there. And that does not require a marketing plan. That requires a, I'm offering, da 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 and I have three spots open. That's what it looks like to build a business. You don't need a comprehensive marketing plan. You don't need a comprehensive business plan. But you do need to be convicted that this is what you're here for. And from that conviction, put an opportunity out there to the world. Now, certainly there are many other layers to running a business, but I'm just saying, when you start, why are we making it so complicated? You don't need a website. You don't need an LLC out of the gate. You don't need these things to be ready to go. You just make an offer. 
you just stand with both of your feet so firmly on the ground like this is who I am and what I'm here for. And you allow that to evolve. When I put both feet on the ground and I said this is who I am and this is who I'm here for, my gosh, does it look extraordinarily different than what I offer today. It's going to evolve because you are going to evolve and you're going to get better and better and better at what you do and how you serve and you're going to learn extraordinary lessons along the way. But if you wait until you are ready, if you tell yourself that you need more time to get organized or you need to lay out a comprehensive plan, like those are lies. The answer is always going to be do it now. Do it now. Um, Another one of my favorite quotes is reinvention is the purest form of hope. And this couldn't be more true. It's like, I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I'm certainly not the same person I was 15 years ago. I have worked to heal my mind, to heal my body, to upgrade my perspectives and mindset over and over and over again. I am constantly learning really hard lessons and implementing. I'm constantly upgrading the way that I serve. I am not the same person, but it's that reinvention that continues to just give me so much hope. And it's like every time I create space to fulfill my greatest uh, potential as a human being, it's like when I'm doing this reinvention, I am creating space to fulfill this, to like see who do I get to become. And it's never too late. So what do you want? What do you really, really want? And where are you blocking yourself from having it? Where are you creating stories? Where are you making up stuff? Where are you letting other people's thoughts about what you want get in the way of what you want? Well, they think it's a dumb idea. Do you know how many people thought this 16-year-old girl and her parents were nutso? But she did it. Like, it doesn't matter what they think. It matters what's on your heart. And then, most importantly, what actions are you taking? Like, are you playing hot potato? Like, <gasps> I can't do this. Throw it away? Throw it back? Get, get, get away from me? Push it in the closet? Or are you willing to not only hold on to it, but pursue it, right? Take action. Where are we going? What are we doing? What are those next steps? I had a friend recently ask me about consistency. And of course, we've talked about consistency before, and it's like, this is not a lifestyle of perfection. This is a lifestyle of being inconsistent, consistent. It's like every day you're doing your best, and some best days is like, woo, we did only a couple things today, but we're still moving that needle forward. But when we really think about consistency um, in our life and how this is applicable to making it inevitable, it's like wherever you want to move that needle forward, there is a level of consistency. If you want to move the needle forward with healing your hormones, there is a consistency. If you want to move the needle forward with uh, reversing aging, there is a consistency. There are things that need to happen consistently. And again, it's not perfection, but these things need to happen consistently. If you are looking to build strength, there's a consistency. 
You're not going to hit the gym uh, once every two weeks and expect to see extraordinary results, right? Like it is a combination of your time in the gym and how you're nourishing your body. So everything that we want, right? Like it is a dance between us taking that consistent next step. Again, not perfectly, but it's like, I am willing to hold you and we're going to walk and we're going to do this. And when we're taking those consistent steps, that's when the synchronicity starts to happen. But the synchronicity is highly unlikely to happen if we're not in pursuit. Like it's the pursuit that allows things to start happening for us. It's like, oh, I didn't see that coming, right? Like I was pursuing, uh, I was making it inevitable. And on this path of pursuit, things start to get easier. Things start to line up. So I recently, uh, there are some certain areas in my life right now that I am making inevitable. And these are, again, always changing in different ways of like this next level. What am I after? What, who, who do I want to become in this year? Like, what am I going for? And of course, there's surprises along the way of like, oh, okay, there's a plot twist. There's pivots. You know, these things happen. But like, there are daily things that I want to see happen. And a lot of my daily things um, that are for self-care um, you know, are effortless. So I don't need to track those things. But the things that I want to make sure that are happening, I, I'm tracking them. And I've, so I bought this little journal of just a little tracker. I actually would like to make one of a custom one for my community to have because it's just such a simple way of tracking the things where I want to move the needle. So like different things that I find I'm slacking on or like, oh, I forgot about that. I just put it on the list for that week and then I find my rhythm again with it. So um, let's say I slack off a bit on dry skin brushing because I forget. I put it back on the list. And if it's on the list, I can check the box. And so that doesn't mean that I'm going to have a perfect seven boxes across of perfect days, but it's like, I can start to see because it's on the list, I'm picking back up on it, right? It's finding my rhythm again with it. Um, it's just like what's important to me right now. You know, the things that are important to me right now are on that list. Where do I want to see the needle moved? It's on the list. The things that I'm already doing that are great that I don't have to think about, they're not on the list. And when I find a rhythm with some of these things on my list, they'll fall off because I'm in rhythm with it. And something else that I want to get good at falls back in it, right? So um, I have my walks on there. I have my workouts on there. I have my macros on there. Um, I have my supplements on there because certain ones are like, did I take that one? I can't remember. And I have liquids, a lot of liquids on mine right now. So I, I like to see that, okay, yep, I did those things. I want to move the needle there. Um, my collagen. I, I want to see that, that that's happening. I don't want to forget that. So it's like, yeah, like when we're making it inevitable, there is a level of, of holding yourself accountable to that. It's like we want to be in the room with it and we want to keep it in front of us because the minute that it's not in front of us, the minute that we stop breathing life into it and the minute we forgot what the heck we're doing and why we're doing it. And so having that level of focus is absolutely a superpower in making it inevitable. It's like, what do I want to do? Uh, like, what's my, my live list for the year? 
You know, what are the things that I want to see happening and how am I on pursuit of those things? Because there is a requirement that you have to take action on these things. Like, what do you want to see happen? Are you doing your part? Are you making it inevitable or are you allowing excuses, fear, uh, comparison, and uh, circumstances to say sorry I find so much gratification in moving that needle forward. I find so much gratification that it is my job to pursue and it's not my job to necessarily know like when the big things are going to happen or what the timing is. And in fact, I feel like when we have the big things, the big goals, the big dreams, that if we put a timeline on them, if we say like this has to happen by this time, it creates a pressure And that pressure creates a desperation and that desperation creates a repulsive energy. And so for me, it's like, I just want to see myself as this version of me having these things. So there's no immediate timeline that it needs to happen on. You know, it's just like, it's happening. Like, can I be willing to be the person who says it's working, it's happening. I don't need the evidence to know that it is happening that it is working because my faith is what I need. And when I see it, I'll know that I have it. And I won't really care if it took an extra month or two because I'll have it or a year, whatever. So where do you need to tighten up? Where do you need, where are these excuses driving your life? And what are you claiming today that you are going to make it inevitable. Like it is chose you, you have chose it. It is on your heart for a reason. It could be something so small, but it is nagging you. Like pick me up, hold me, let's go. And then what do you need to track to be that consistent of moving that needle forward with it? What do you want? All right, as always, I'd love to hear from you inside uh, my private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening. That's where we hold space for these conversations to unfold. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening.